also from Tomasz Jodikowski who got Why is there a U2 album on all our phones now? <laughs> That's pretty pretty spooky. That was a spooky thing that really happened. It didn't happen to it me. It didn't happen to you. It was only it was only Apple stuff, wasn't it? Mm. And like, I had an iPod Touch at some point. Yeah, but, but I don't remember getting a. I don't think a it was YouTube connected album. to the internet, really. Was it? It was. It was. Oh, was, it was it? Yeah. I, I had apps on it. Yeah. I played Jetpack Joyride. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that game. I listened to podcasts on it. Yeah. I, I guess. I guess. But like, I, I think it's stuff that like I think they'd stopped doing the iPod by the time oh, they yeah, uh, they release yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. But the the haunting thing about this U2 album is yeah. right. Like I didn't know about this yeah. until I think I was walking back. So I read the pub quiz. Yeah. I took my iPad to do that. And somehow in my bag on the way back it had started playing. Uh. And it sounded like there was a party going off, like a few doors down. Yeah. But I was like, what is that noise? And then I walked back in, into the house. I was like, it's still going on. <laughs> Where's this party? What What music is this? There's it was a, a fucking U2 album. There's a party in my bag and everyone's invited. Yeah, but like the thing is, I've played different albums on Apple Music since that came out. So it wasn't like it was just playing the last thing that I played. No, yeah. It just decided to put on the U2 album. It was the U2 album, and, and that was, uh, uh, like, it had chosen that because that had just been downloaded, or...? No, no. This was years after the U2 album was downloaded. Really? Yeah, yeah. Wow. It's crazy. That's very strange. It's That's really odd. That's quite haunted. It's, it's happened more than once as well. So what we're saying is that Gono... Uh, Gono. Gono. <laughs> but, well, hang on, hang on. Bono is a ghost named Gono. <laughs> <laughs> He's, yeah. <laughs> you imagine the headlines when he dies. Bono is Gono. <laughs> Bono is gonna now he's soon he'll be just uh, like reduced only to bone <laughs> yeah bono yep um but yeah i i think uh i think it is someone that is haunted by bono <laughs> by bono's bono and the edge yeah but you two die yeah. in a freak plane accident yeah the, they, um, they, they crash into glenn miller's plane across the channel one thing that's um that happens in a lot of um ghost like um ghostly and death related music mm. um as in, in in films and stuff is they use um preverb mm. which is when the echo of the sound that's going to be made is applied before the sound is made okay um and they do it with um, if you've ever watched a uh, Discworld mm. thing, death gets preverb. Okay. Uh, which is like it, it's it's like um, uh, you hear the sound. Ah, uh, hello! Like it's just sort of like yeah, yeah. That you kind of get this this build up. I like, like it's like whispers before you get yes, to the actual kind of yeah. I think yeah. Galadriel does it as well yes, in Lord sure. of the Rings. Yeah. It's usually used to describe death 
or fate or like that the sort of like things that are always going to that you see them some someone in the in the scene has seen them coming yeah something watching watching them kind of thing yeah like um uh, galadriel had like scried this moment and seen it in the future yeah, and yeah. therefore like the echo was before because it is it, kind of like it was the completion of an event mm. um well uh, in this case the the reverb of their music comes before they arrive yeah because you know how you two are just they they use so much reverb in their guitars and stuff. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> you just put backwards you two reverb <laughs> i just i just really like like this person who really hates you two yeah me yeah well quite a lot of people mm. really hate you too don't they it's just bland in it yeah it's just not very interesting just, yeah i don't i don't understand, i don't get the hype for you too yeah um and and that's what makes me angry yeah <laughs> <laughs> about you two and bono and, yeah. and that lot mm. um and the fact that he just wears sunglasses all the time it's just yeah, fucking it's weird just i think i think there's a, there's a generation of, of of rockers that that very much um think that they have to maintain a rock star look mm. and, it and, was... and for some reason for bono it's wearing sunglasses same with ringo star ringo oh yeah i forgot ringo star wears sunglasses all the time yeah yeah and then and then you get through to like later on yeah you get to slash and, yeah and Chicken Buckethead or whatever his name is. Oh God, does Slash wear sunglasses? No, he's got a hat. He's got That's a hat. His thing, like it's just, it's you know, it's it's yeah. just that it's the the I've got to maintain the image that lets people know who I am, otherwise no. But one sunglasses reminds me of like an eight-year-old boy trying to be cool <laughs> that's the thing though like a top hat is pretty like oh that's you're, pretty you're, you're kind of in in prop to hocker go like you've you got this wrong way around yeah the eight-year-old boy reminds you like of yeah the rockers wearing they're sunglasses trying to wear, they're trying to be cool by looking like but I, I think it's flipped on its head now yeah, i th- probably, i think yeah. yeah yeah it's like those sort of like uh what was it edgy's 2000s kids wearing shirts with flames at the it's bottom the matrix yeah yeah you know the it's, matrix it's the, like you know it's 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 not as it's not cool to wear sunglasses anymore yeah uh, it's just something you do to protect your eyes yeah the, the thing is right like sunglasses like the ones Bono wears mm. are reserved for the Matrix yep. and for some reason professional golfers. <laughs> yeah, okay. Like and and maybe No, I wouldn't say skiers and snowboarders. Yeah. Because they wear like full blown goggles. Yeah. But like yeah, just or um and Matt Murdock. It, Matt Murdock. Yeah, yeah. Matt Murdock's got some pretty cool like yeah, little nice. circular glasses. Yeah. I think like aviators. Mm-hmm. Sort of go out of that glasses genre. It's yeah. the really small sort of like really aviators are, are uncool for a different reason. Yes, which is cops. Yes, but like the the glasses I'm thinking of. Yeah, they are designed to look aerodynamic for some reason. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, I know what you mean. And it's it's kids that wear them. Because they're trying to be they're professional like, golfers. They're like cycling, uh, cyclist glasses. Yes. They're like sleek goggles. Yeah. Yeah, it's very strange. And those ones, they just look ridiculous. Yeah. Um, uh, anyway, someone who hates you two yeah. gets... Um, Haunted by... I, I would say that someone sues you two yeah. for... Because people did, didn't they? 
I've no idea. Was, there was some, some kind of court action, like like legal action, taken against um, you two for or, or, or Apple yeah. for putting a um, for putting an album on on yeah. people's phones that they didn't want without without their permission. Kind Whether of thing. it was successful or not in yeah. this in this movie, it was successful. Yeah, and then as a direct result, on their way to the courts, yeah, they're shot down by ironically by a submarine. Yep. Yeah, and uh, and. In in that process, they, uh, they they become ghosts, yeah, and take end up kidnapping the person who hates them the most to to a, to a place where the streets have no name. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh, Paul Rudd yeah. is the man who hates <laughs> the man who hates you too. Yeah, it's it's almost like a Twilight Zone episode, isn't it? Yeah. The man who hated you too got taken to a place where the streets have no name. <laughs> It's a musical. It's a musical written by you two. <laughs> yeah. About someone who hates you two. Wouldn't be the first. Yeah. Oh yeah. Then you write the Spider-Man. Spider-Man, one. turn off the dark. <laughs> Spider-Man one that like people got seriously injured yes. before me in. Yes. Yes. Indeed, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I. I I think uh, that the maybe maybe it's an actor who had played Spider-Man. Maybe who got injured in that. Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd yeah. failed to get compensation for that. Mm. So the next time you two did a slight, he was like, "I'm taking him to jail." Yeah, yeah. I'm taking him to court. I hate those guys. Yeah. And so <laughs> it's a real meta thing because you two are writing a musical. Mm. About themselves being involved in a musical <laughs> that injured people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm gonna get uh, Bono on the phone and just be like, "Do you wanna, do you wanna be involved in this conceptual nightmare for you?" <laughs> so I've got a plan for a musical yeah. uh, that you write the music to, and and for the click yeah. <laughs> immediately yeah, the phone's down. Hear me out, Bono. Hear me <laughs> phone out. him up again. Yeah. Hear me out. You know those. You know the two controversies that have hit you at any given time. It's yeah. the Spider-Man turn off the dark, yeah. Bono, and it's the and it's the it's the putting an album on someone else's phone. Yeah. Well, what if we addressed both of those <laughs> and made you not the bad guy? Yeah. Made you simply misunderstood. <laughs> oh, I think that'd be great. Yeah. Yeah, I'd really like it if I, if I, if I wasn't the bad guy in both of those stories. <laughs> I don't think Bono had anything to do with hurting people on, on Turn Off the Dark. No, no, I don't think it. I mean, it'd be funny if he did. And was like, we've got to cut corners on health and safety. <laughs> if this is gonna, if my, if my music is gonna be given the proper, proper grounding, yeah, we gotta cut some corners. Yeah, we gotta cut some corners. What do, you, what do you mean it's gonna cost one billion <laughs> to properly hoist these people up? Let's just do it for a tenner. <laughs> um, and uh, do you know, I actually like one of the songs from. From Ten of the Dark. Do you? Yeah. All right. Yeah, it's 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 not bad. All right. Yeah. Cool. Um, and 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 it's the only U two song I actually like. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to figure out. Nah, nah, yeah. U two, nah, don't yeah. don't do it for me. Don't um, do it for me. But yeah, so what what happens? They 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 kidnap away Paul Rudd. Yeah, yeah, and um. Oh 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 oh. So whoever actually actually um, caused the, the the actual da- danger, yeah, is going to do it again. 
whoever caused the actual oh, accident right. yeah, yeah. is going to do it again. Yeah. And so, so, so Paul so, Rudd and you two have got to stop <laughs> this guy. Got to put music on his phone. <laughs> <laughs> that that spells out I did it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> like that tells the tells an investigator uh, played by Viola Davis mm. um, that that this person is the person you're looking for who done the who 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 did the the malpractice stuff. Yes. Yeah, and I think. I think what goes wrong is, oh, we've got to put it on... If we've got to put it on his phone, we've got to put it on all the iPhones. Yeah. And that's how they they, they break into Apple. Like, a, bit, a big set piece is them breaking into <laughs> Apple headquarters. Yeah. And there's, like, a ghost heist. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely there's... <laughs> what was the name of this movie? Um, why is there a U2 album on all our phones now? <laughs> All that though. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just a. Uh, it, it starts with a U two album first, and everyone's like, "They've done it again, the bastards!" Yeah. yeah. And then, and then it's from there it goes out into yeah. you know those uh, Spotify playlists that are just a big sentence. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like that. Yeah. It's just it's just all album names that get added to their <laughs> people's phones that that um <laughs> that is just like a whole sentence that declares that that uh, I don't know. Um, this bloke done it. Yeah, this bloke done done bad malpractice. Yeah, it's yeah. a long statement. Yeah, it's a lot. It's like four hundred gigabytes of music. <laughs> it's a contract almost. Yeah. it's yeah, it's uh, very odd. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. That's, why is there a YouTube <laughs> on all our phones now? I think we've answered that question. Yes. What genre are we doing? We're Matt? doing. Um, it's not. Is it really a genre? Yeah, I suppose it is a genre. Yeah. It's like horror, but without any horror in it. Okay, so uh, I think it was like spooky time. It was spooky and whimsical. Spooky and whimsical, right, okay. You know, the Addams Family. Yeah. The Haunted Mansion. Yeah. Saw 4. There is nothing scary about the Adams family. There's no actual horror in the Adams family. No, there's barely any peril in the movie. Yeah. You know, it's it's not it's not a movie that has a great deal of like um, a, a, a actual turmoil or any of the characters being properly threatened. Yeah, it's it's because it's that whole thing of they are the scary thing in other films. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And they're just sort of they're going about their lives. It's from this. It's yeah. It's from the perspective. Of uh, oh. other people, they are the horror movie. Yeah, that's great. That uh, which is why you know Wednesday's very popular, and it's yeah. kind of because there's, I mean that has a horror element. Yeah, because like they had to tone down the Wednesday can take care of anything mm. to make it a teen drama. <laughs> Um, yeah. You know, like, very much kind of like, you know, if a big monster were to turn up in the Adams family house, they'd be like, oh, we'll keep it as a pet. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. whereas in, in Wednesday, if a big monster turns up at the school, it's like, Oh, that's there's that I've, I've got to apply stakes to this because yeah. I'm in the wrong genre. <laughs> I'm not in the whimsical and spooky genre anymore. I'm in the teen teen drama uh, genre. Yes. And it it's kind of the, the place that um Tim Burton resides, right? The yeah. whimsical, spooky stuff. Certainly you'd have said that before Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, definitely. <laughs> Definitely, I, I think, uh, yeah, like with your Edward Scissorhands, yeah, you're because um, there's not there's not much scary about like 
Um, Nightmare Before Christmas. No, no. I mean, I would say like the, the there are things that are like oh, like yeah. we are supposed to find scary, like the the Oogity Boogity Man or whatever it's called. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, what's his name? The Oogie Boogie Man. Is it his name? Yeah, yeah the, the Oogie Boogie, Boogie, Boogie Man. Man. Um, like Oogie Boogie is full of insects. Yeah. And they are stop motion animated insects. Mm. That's quite scary. Yeah. Right. Like that's. I would say that that is supposed to make us a bit scared. He is mm. the villain of that Nightmare Before Christmas. He's the villain. He's the scary one in Halloween Town. Yeah. Um, the one who is supposed to find uh, scary instead of just a little bit quaint and creepy. Yeah. And then you've got like Corpse Bride, which yep. again has moments of like, ooh, this is scary. And then it's immediately undercut by the fact that everyone in, in the Land of the Dead is like just a just jazz. Go- goofy little guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah they're all just goofy little guys yeah um uh, yeah and so that yeah the kind of land of misfit toys we're all like mm. um it's like the, the 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 uh creatures from toy story you know the the, mm. the misfit yeah. toys that are scary but we're all when we get to know them we're all like oh it's just them isn't it yeah it's oh, just, just toys nice. as well yeah yeah, yeah. since nice. toys yeah that's yeah yeah, uh, <laughs> I realised that from if you didn't have context, you just think I meant Buzz and Woody. <laughs> <laughs> Misfit scary. toys, yeah, they're the only toys that come to life <laughs> in Toy Story. <laughs> yeah, the there toys are toys that story. don't. Yeah, the toys from Toy Story. Yeah. Ah, it's a it's a T Rex miniature. You could definitely make Toy Story into a horror film. You definitely could. Yeah. Yeah, which is. Uh, I reckon it's in the works. If you you cut it from, like, Sid's perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Cut it from Sid's perspective, it's a horror film. Mm -hmm. But also, like, a a one where it's like, yeah, no, you you did all that shit to those toys. Yeah, you get your comeuppance. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I'm pretty sure, like, a Toy Story horror film's in the works. It's like Winnie the Pooh, that's had a horror film. God, it has, hasn't it? Yeah. But Toy Story isn't out of public domain, so it would be... I guess... But, I mean, I guess you wouldn't call it a Toy Story movie. You'd be like, toys but spooky. Yeah, you wouldn't have Woody and Buzz. You wouldn't have any sort of actual Toy Story. I mean, I guess story. Chucky. Yeah, actually, no, that's right. <laughs> You're right. Uh, what's it called? Child's Play. Yeah. Um, is the name of the movie. Yeah. Uh, which is... I wouldn't say it is Toy Story but horror, but it's certainly... It's, it's got it's the just a toy doll. that's coming to life. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, uh, Small Soldiers has an aspect of horror that's to it good when the toys point. come to life. Yeah. Because those army men are pretty scary. Yeah, those army men are really scary. Um, but it's the monsters that aren't scary in that movie. Yeah, yeah. It's a, an inversion of expectations. Oh, look at that trope. For yeah. Everyone. Did Ryan Johnson direct? <laughs> no, because... Small Soldiers? Because Ryan, Ryan Johnson didn't, didn't direct Small Soldiers because it doesn't say anything about the way we watch toy movies <laughs> yeah if you watch but, if Ryan Johnson if Ryan Johnson has anything to say well if Ryan Johnson makes a movie you know it's gonna be saying something to you the audience yeah. about how you're watching movies wrong <laughs> I think that's why a lot of people don't like Ryan yeah. Johnson which is because they find it judgy yeah but I, 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 I find it as a sort of like someone's picked out pointed out a, a, a commonality about the way that the, mm. the, the a genre goes or a, or a movie usually goes yeah but i think 
you know, like, you look at The Last Jedi, and what does it do? It tells the person watching the movie that you shouldn't be clinging onto the past. Yeah. Uh, what do you, like, um, uh, Knives Out, what does it tell you? It, like, it, it kind of uh, tells you the answer to the to the mystery and then tells you that you shouldn't have been uh, waiting on the genre tropes of, yeah. of, uh, of murder mystery. Mm. Um, like It tells you what you want. Not what you, it tells you what you need, not what you want. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, so it it kind of like it's not hypocrisy. It's just like uh, look at that. Look yeah. At this genre. It's it's silly, isn't it? Yeah. Um, uh, I, I think uh, Knives Out is quite a spooky, whimsical movie. Yeah. Yeah. What's spooky about that? It's just like ooh. <laughs> So I'll change. I'll go back on back to the posts uh, and the tweets and, and change it to the, the genre to ooh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and just have the poster for Knives Out. Yeah, confuse people. Did you see the original uh, Haunted Mansion with Eddie Murphy? No, no. I think I say the original Haunted Mansion, like it wasn't a ride first. Yeah, I think my gut's telling me there was one before that. Okay, yeah. I, I think the Haunted Mansion might have been one of the first rides at disney world yeah but like they're not all like space mountain isn't based on a based on a uh a well property. this is the thing i reckon they made a movie about it before the Eddie Murphy okay one. well i've got the haunted mansion and it's disambiguating to a uh amusement ride a 2003 movie and mm. a 2023 film that's so 20 weird. years since the original movie yeah that's crazy how they didn't because i i would have thought they definitely made one like yeah but like you know the they never made a, uh, they never made a ride for splash mountain either tom did they so um, no 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 a movie for that they never <laughs> no they never they never made the movie and then based splash mountain on anything no no that was, really? that was, that was that's a that's a rare example of a disneyland <laughs> ride that came apropos of nothing <laughs> and they never made a property out of it uh, yeah, it's incredible. Uh, for listeners who aren't uh, Disneyland pilled, um, uh, we're, t- we're talking about the fact that uh, Splash Mountain was based on uh, what's it called? The Song of the, the South. Hick of the, the Hickory Dock. The Song of the South. Uh, Zippity doodah, zippity a. Yeah. You probably heard of, have heard of that song, which is whenever I tell people about the Song of the South, yeah. about how it's a really racist movie that Disney just actively goes. No. That didn't exist. Didn't yeah. exist. You, you ain't heard of it, man. I always say, have you heard of the song Zippity-Doo-Dah, Zippity-Yay? And they're just like, yeah, I've heard that. I'm just like, yeah, it's from this really racist film <laughs> that they don't, like, like they've not released on DVD. Like, it got to video, I think, and then they stopped making it. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, so some, some people out there have the video. Again, it's not something I'm interested in pursuing. No, no. I mean, I used to watch it as a kid. Oh really? Yeah, it was quite interesting watching it as a kid. I've not seen it since. Um, yeah, and like looking back on it, all I all I've got is like very vague memories of that movie <laughs> and just being like, oh, the animation bits were nice yeah. uh, and stuff. And no denying the artistry behind it. Yeah, but uh, it, I think it was like the first uh, first feature movie to do the animation and live action. Uh, crossover. Crossover stuff. Yeah. Um, so it 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 is like film history. That they just go, nope, 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 nope. It was I, Mary Poppins did we that. We never did that. We yeah. want to. We want to like. It's it's kind of like um, if if Luc Besson suddenly got really popular, yeah, and then wanted to, to pretend he never did Leon the Professional or uh, or or, or um, Fifth Element, yeah, because um, they are fine films, yeah, fine 
They're all right. They're all right. Um, but mainly they are paedophiles. <laughs> You know, mainly, yeah. mainly their evidence that he's a bit a bit weird. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if there were Very like odd. ongoing legal cases, yeah. And then Luke Besson was like, "No, I never made those movies." It's kind of like that. The thing with Leon is right. You can cut like maybe one or two scenes out, and it becomes one of those sort of Mandalorian, The Last of Us yeah, kind just of a nice things. Fatherly yeah, and, yeah. Uh, <laughs> thing. but there's a few scenes where it's like, huh. Yeah, you, the, the scenes that make you want to crawl inside yeah. your own body and never, and just you, just glue all the apertures shut. So yes. You so you just, just become a fleshy pod and don't have to experience the world anymore. Yeah. You know, those ones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think those are the spooky uh, films that sort of ride the genre. <laughs> Yeah, Luke Besson movies. The Luke Besson movies, they, yeah. They spooked me the fuck out. Yeah, yeah. No, like, I think they're, tro- they're true horror. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think Valerian was true horror. I mean, <laughs> that that's like two and a half hours that I'll never get back, and that's really spooky. <laughs> but see, there's plenty of them, aren't there? Like, mm. there's all the Adams families. Yeah, yeah. Um, in various ways. There's the Munsters. Mm-hmm. Um, the 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 kind of was that was that a movie? I think the Monsters was a movie, wasn't it? I thought it was a TV show. Was a TV definitely, show, yeah. Because um, the original Adams Family was a sitcom. Yeah. Um, and then they made made the Adams Family Values, which mm. was which well, the, the Adams Family. Just the there was oh, a yes, movie, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and then Values is after that. And then Values perfected that perfected, movie. Yeah, absolute perfect perfection. <laughs> and you don't have to have seen the Adam family. Like, yeah. Which is great as well, because it just introduces everyone yeah. as is. I was just thinking, like, like the Adam's family values, um, I think is my favourite... Well, it's, it's obviously my favourite Adam's family movie. Yeah. Like, they made that Illumination animation one. Mm-hmm. And much like Illumination films, yeah. I've realised that they cast people in voice roles that would be perfect for the live-action version of yeah. the films. And yet they just decided that they, want, they wanted to make, I'm going to say it, relatively ugly animation. Yeah. And it, it's it's really weird. Like... What we got in that movie? Oscar Isaac as Gomez Adams. Perfect. Like, amazing cast. Charlize Theron mm-hmm. as Morticia. Morticia. yep. If you just sort of, like, give her dark hair yep. and, yeah, have her walk around looking real tall and that. Amazing. Looking real tall and that, yeah. Nick Kroll, I think, plays um, Festa, mm. which I think would be a great casting choice for Fester. I don't know Nick Kroll. Nick Kroll, um I don't think he would have been in much you've seen, to be fair. He's in like he's got bit parts in a load of comedies. Okay. Like loads of sitcoms and stuff. Um, I, that, there's the magic word. Yeah. I, the I, uh, I the only, foosball players in community. I only watch sitcoms that came out like before nineteen ninety five. Um Right. So and and even then you're yeah. pushing it. Yeah. Like, I don't watch Seinfeld, but I am tempted to watch a bit of Seinfeld. Seinfeld is... Um, Se- Seinfeld's a slow burn sitcom. <laughs> it's really weird. Um, the, uh... But, but, the thing that's made me interested in Seinfeld is, is the, the Twin Peaks Twin Peaks. Seinfeld, um, Where they stuff. just cut the laughter out and replace it with Twin Peaks soundtrack. Yeah, it's really good. It's amazing. It's really good. It... Like it's so so good. The, uh, I think it's like Sign Peaks on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. I and, would, uh, and uh, they're on TikTok as well. Yeah, I'd highly recommend if that. If you if you're uh, young and cool like me. Yeah, 
But Twin Peaks also, you'd say, is like a spooky, kooky time. It is a little spooky, kooky. There's spirits and yeah. and, and, and demons and that sort of thing. Um, but it's kind of like also true horror. Yeah. You know, I, I would say that it has more horror elements than not traditional horror elements. Like, mm. heaven forbid David Lynch buy into a horror trope. Yeah. But, um, like, it's definitely, it starts with a murder. Mm. And a, a girl washes up on the on the shore of the river, wrapped in plastic. Yeah, yeah. The, I mean, that's Sorry, that's wrapped in plastic. <laughs> the um, but like the goings on of the town of Twin Peaks mm. is so sort of weird and yeah. spooky. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, uh... if if you came to the conclusion that Lost, Lost Island was purgatory, yeah. You would be right on that theory. <laughs> As in, you'd be not that you'd be correct on that theory, but you would be straight on that theory if you watched Twin Peaks. Yeah, <laughs> there's a theory that Twin Peaks is actually purgatory. And you're like, no, that makes sense. That, I'd buy into that because oh. <laughs> this is a dream of some kind. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, but yeah. What the spooky whimsical movies are? They course, Brady Coco is a is a spooky whimsical movie. I would yeah. say, although like only insofar as like for five and a half seconds the dead being um something you can interact with is mm. seen as a as a ah but the and fact then immediately it's just like yeah we're all here the fact there's just a lot of skeletons about yeah like that's that's meant to be a spooky thing but it's it's well it is a not... spooky thing in a halloween sense yeah but not in a day of the dead sense i guess what i kind of like about coco is the fact that he just immediately is fine with it. Mm. He's just like, okay, I'm just hanging out with these people now. I just live here. Um, yeah, everyone's a skeleton. I guess, I mean, so am I. I'm turning into a skeleton. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'll just paint my face up and be like them. <laughs> it's okay. No, At no point is he like, ah, the dead. I think a spooky kooky movie, right, has to have... Um, all the elements, all the traditional elements of like a classic horror. Yeah. But treat them quite mundanely. Uh, Casper the Friendly Ghost. Yes. Is a good example of that. The 90s actually um, really churned out some good spooky kooky movies. Yeah. Um, you know, I would say stuff like. Um, a lot of stuff made for kids around that time was, was, was very spooky kooky. Yeah. Um. Like even so far as like the fantasy stuff uh, involves a lot of uh, a lot of that 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 kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I think the uh, labyrinth. Labyrinth is kind of spooky, kooky. Yeah. Um, got goblins in it. Yeah. Um, a Ghostbusters even. Is, yeah. Is, is, is spooky, kooky. That's yeah. That... that definitely has some horror tropes and yeah. scenes where it's horror-ish. But it's it's where the it's where the supernatural it meets the business world the goofy yeah yeah, yeah. it's uh it's where the spooky meets the kooky yeah <laughs> the uh, well, like, um <laughs> but like um like the goonies is yeah. quite spooky kooky yeah it's got skeletons in it that. It's, it's got a yeah it's got a skull piano bone piano <laughs> behind the underneath the country club yeah yeah um yeah yeah i've got another theory about that oh yeah right the the bone piano underneath <laughs> the country club. Is it for for the listeners who don't know? This is ongoing. Yeah. Um. Uh, I've, I've I've I'm making a vow, Tom, to try and explain. <laughs> 
our our legacy pieces yeah on the show yeah same um and uh this is one where we've been, we're trying to figure out why in the Goonies? In the Goonies, they, they, they go down a big slide and there's a big pirate sort of secret hideout on the yeah. coast there. And um, uh, like about 15 feet from uh, where they... The plumbing for a country club. Yeah. They... About 15 feet down a further tunnel, yeah. there's a bone piano yeah. that looks like it's been made by like something out of hp lovecraft or yeah, something yeah, like that uh, which is covered in jewels yes and traps yeah um so and if they press the wrong keys it, it collapses this is 15 feet this is pretty much under it probably be under the golf course if you're putting those pipes in you can see it from there yeah yeah definitely if if, if plumbers have had to put those pipes in they would have definitely have seen the bone piano <laughs> but yeah so what's your new theory so i think that that country club is a cult Right. Um, well, isn't the country club a, a, a cover for the criminal activities of people who are looking for the treasure? Uh, maybe I don't know. I don't know. No, no. no. Um, the uh, the Fratellis. Yeah. I think maybe. Um, no, no. That they live in like a house at the end of the road. Oh, I thought the they country- live in that little little they, house. I thought the the guy who got hit by the toilet or whatever you know when they when they're banging the pipes oh yeah yeah they're not looking for the treasure no the person who gets hit isn't looking for the treasure no that they're they're all like the the rich jock kids who are who are like out to get josh brolin's girlfriend or whatever yeah yeah yeah. okay so they they i've not seen the goonies in so long (laughs) it's been a while for me as well maybe we should do it maybe we should do a commentary on the goonies at some point maybe yeah Yeah. that'd be fun yeah Uh, because again i've not not seen it's probably since uh since they used to wheel it out every wet break at at school that's something they did Uh, yeah yeah, we went to the same school they brought the goonies out did they every time yeah I, i don't think i was very into movies then yeah yeah Fair um, enough. Like now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not into, very into movies. What do you want to see from spooky kooky movies when we pitch it? Uh, I don't know. Monsters in mundane settings. I think yeah. that's it. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I want to I wanna evoke... And to be honest, a huge portion of the genre I want to evoke is life's a pitch specific. Yeah. Like my... my... Uh, my my husband is an insulation golem. Oh, sort yeah. Of vibes. We, we had one of those. I, I didn't put it in. But... Like I think uh, Ross gave us uh, mo- the Monster Wife series. The, yeah, my mummy yeah. is a mummy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, which I'm pretty sure might be a kids' book. P- quite possibly, probably yeah, a, yeah. a kids' picture book my, or whatever. My mummy is a mummy. Yeah. Um, which I can see it. Yeah. You know, I can. S- I don't know how. I don't know how a a tomb ends up as the as the destination for adoption papers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's definitely how it happens. But it's a postal problem. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And that's what and so, wakes it up. Oh, well, that's what wakes it up. Yeah. And the curse is to sort of provide retribution to the postal service, whilst um, uh, so you know Martin Freeman is the postman who's who's, who's had to go out to Egypt <laughs> to deliver <laughs> to deliver this these adoption papers. Yeah. Uh, but in the meantime, they've got because of the way the curse works, they've also got to look after this um, uh, to this child. Yeah. But it's it's very much. You know, uh, from the perspective of the child, also. It'd be funny, like if there was a uh, if there was a film set in the future, in which like 
people look back on our civilization and they read all these contracts and stuff mm. and it's like it likes like reading a curse yeah yeah you, you discover <laughs> the curse if you break this so you all start behaving in strange ways yeah and, uh, you all start non-disclosing things it's like the the uh the secret magic behind bureaucracy <laughs> yeah. is that it makes things true. It's like those, like, um, it's like when people get, like, multiple life sentences and it's like you've been put in prison for <laughs> for 500 years or something because yeah. of all the things they've done adds up to and, that. And so in 499 years, someone's panicking. <laughs> yeah, someone... Like, <laughs> They get buried in that prison, yeah, and then like someone goes to like uh, open the door to the tomb. <laughs> it's like you're free now, and the guy's like, yeah, I can see that happening. Yeah, I um, you you would if you were to do that now, you'd probably be like, okay, Lovecraft era, mm. twentieth um, uh, century, early twentieth century, or, or, or late late nineteenth. Um, yeah. Um, this person was given 700 life sentences mm. uh, or like, you know, not 700, but you know, so like five for a hundred years yeah. or something. For a hundred yeah. years. And they, um, they have been, you know, you, they, they, they've been the only way to make sure that they stayed in because they were a notorious escaper of prison and stabbed more people. Yeah. Was to uh to dabble in the in the, in, the, in 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 dark magics. Mm. And so they wrote the cut they they wrote the sentence. The blood the judge wrote the sentence in blood. Yes. Um and and all the all the, the in the in this in the prison. Mm. The thing this person was doing was escaping prison mm. and nobody knew how and murdering other prison mates families. Yeah. So the the, the the inmates, the prison uh, mates, all gave their blood to draw runes on the cell to keep him in. They all start dabbling in the uh, thing to keep him in for, the, for his whole sentence. Yeah. And his sentence is coming to an end. <laughs> um, and, so, uh, and so now he's, he's going to bust out of this 19th century uh, maximum security prison that's been... <laughs> bulldozed three times yeah. over and somehow the, the door is still there as a backside uh, nothing's the gonna stop this man getting free <laughs> yeah that's a good that's a good setup for yeah. a for a for a horror movie and brendan fraser plays a prison guard <laughs> oh i was gonna say brendan fraser I, I was gonna say i don't think he's gonna do well as a uh as oh, a serial yeah, as killer a, yeah yeah it's vincent d'onofrio is the uh, is the man breaking out of prison yeah brendan fraser is the prison guard like it i like it yeah which reminds me the mummy's kind of like a spooky kooky movie it's got some spooky kook to it yeah, yeah it's got it's got it's definitely got some horror bits in it but it's very much like an adventure movie that that kind of leans into the to the horror of of like the classic mummy movie, but like yeah, for sure, makes it more of an adventure rather than uh, rather, rather than a horror yeah. film. Yeah. yeah, and the and the comedy is very rarely like, oh, the mummy is depowered. It's less. They never they never sort of make the mummy. Um, apart from the sort of like cat thing mm. they do, yeah, um, which is more of a gubbin. You know, mm. so it's more of a sort of like, oh, we can use that sort of yeah. thing. Um, apart from that, it's the, the the jokes are never at the expense of the mummy. Yeah, they're always at the expense of the other treasure hunters or yeah, you know what have you. Yeah. Um, but uh, I say, oh yes, um, Renfield. 
Oh, yeah. Uh, upcoming. It looks very spooky kooky. Yeah. It yeah. looks very I reckon comedic. there's. I reckon there's going to be actual horror stuff in there, but oh, it's sure. very much, the, yeah, yeah, the same yeah. kind of thing. What are we doing in the shadows? Very yes. spooky kooky. Spooky kooky, yeah. Um, very much like these, apart from the few moments where it becomes obvious that you have to actually, much in a sort of like meat eater not paying attention to the animals dying for their food way. Yeah. For the brief moment where you have to pay attention to the fact that someone's about to die because this uh, this vampire wants to eat. Yeah. Other than that, it's... I mean, it's also just played for laughs quite a bit as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. Like... but like, you, you, you never have to consider that until yeah. those moments, <laughs> at which point it's played for a dark laugh, right? Yeah. But other than that, they are just little guys. Yeah. <laughs> They're just goofy little guys. It's, it's living, the, living their life. Doing yeah. it. Doing their dark bidding. Let's do. Let's doing some on the internet. Let's uh, let's <laughs> do some uh, pitch some movies. This is where I do my dark bidding. One of the best <laughs> bidding jokes. on a table. <laughs> One of the best jokes in the, in 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 the show, or in fact, possibly any comedy movie ever. <laughs> yeah, any any parody comedy movie. That's up. That's up there with "Don't Call Me Shirley." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> All right, let's pitch some movies. Hello, just want to say thank you for listening to the Lives of Pitch deleted scenes. We hope you've enjoyed it. If you have, maybe consider sharing it with your friends on social media, by word of mouth, anywhere really. Maybe put it onto a, a thumb drive and just throw it at someone. And maybe even reviewing it on wherever you got it. If you find it somewhere on iTunes or Acast or wherever, maybe review it there. Five stars, thumbs up, give everyone the heads up. Like I said before, thank you. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Bye.